Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of ATDC Radio, and this is going to be a fun one, Stone. Hey, man, we're hitting the home stretch. I absolutely love broadcasting live from ATDC. There are a lot of IQ points walking the carpet, and that's always fun uh, for me, but there are just some really good people here with incredibly inspiring, informative, um, just captivating stories. And uh, do we have to limit this to once a month? Can we do it more often? I don't know. We'll see about that. All right. But we got to do what we contracted to do. So uh, in this segment, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast Corporate Development Manager for ATDC, Mr. Corbett Gillum. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Now, Corbett, can you share a little bit about what your work as Corporate Development Manager is? How are you serving folks here? Yeah, well... Right now, I actually have two clients, uh, the enterprise-level company that I'm going mm-hmm. after, but also the ATDC company. So the way I, I do this is I try to make it a rich experience for the enterprise and a rich experience for the ATDC company. So that takes a lot of work, a lot of different personalities right. I'm, I'm working with. And you're kind of a matchmaker, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a matchmaker where really the process, instead of a dog and pony show, which I was trying to avoid, avoid and not <laughs> right. really do that, I, I wanted to, to provide something of substance where I would do a deep dive with uh, going back to management consulting, sort of my background. That's your background. Now, is it a chicken and egg thing? Like, who do you kind of start the relationship with first? I... Uh, Begin with the enterprise. Oh, so you started enterprise. Right. Begin with the enterprise. And who in enterprise are you? And usually talk- it's the innovation leader, uh, someone within the innovation center, or the CTO, CIO. Uh, sometimes it comes through Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes through relationships that, that I've you've built just in the had past. over the years. Correct. And then so you're talking to this person. And is it kind of just a general, let me get to know you, what's, what are your challenges, problems? Yeah, we begin with an intro discussion, and mm-hmm. that's really filling them out, seeing where they're from, what they what they do, how aggressive they are when it comes to innovation. And then uh, we do a deep dive, and that can last anywhere from uh, one hour to three hours. And we get in really deep with actual use case scenarios of how you would utilize technology. A lot of buzzwords. So, are but you're trying to learn how they're using it currently, right? Right. And then where they have challenges, problems, opportunities. Correct. And usually, as we're discussing, I'll start connecting the dots as we're talking. Right. So, on, in the back of your head, you're kind of going through your roster of companies right. and the kind of skills that you have at your disposal. Exactly. Exactly. So. You, you get in use case scenarios. Like I said, a lot of buzzwords are being dropped. Mm-hmm. AI, blockchain, right. those types of things. I want to get through that and really understand use case scenarios. Right, on, not just general AI. Yeah. Because that could how mean a lot would, of different things exactly, to a lot of different people. Exactly. How they would utilize AI in a specific business unit. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of getting granular at that point. Like, right. how do you see that being used? Or how are you using it now? Exactly. And then from there, we... I identify decision makers because I don't want to have a room full of uh, individuals that 
really can't make a decision right. because my whole objective is to light a pilot for our ATDC companies to get them in and get a paid pilot lit. Okay, so that's and these are always paid. There's never a uh, sometimes they're free, but I I'm a big advocate for skinning the game. Yes, yes, right because it helps you know young companies like we have at ATDC. It's uh, sometimes it's hard to do a an unpaid right. pilot. So it fits well. They have a budget. These enterprises do for for a paid pilot. So it, that's what I go after. Is well, that. and uh, sometimes free is hard to recover from. I've learned as a small <laughs> yes. business person. You establish something for free, it's right. hard to bounce back from that, isn't it? Exactly. It is. It is. I've done it three times, so <laughs> I, uh, I so, understand. But you're watching the back of the ATDC company. Yes. Yeah. And So, so you're the, advocating for them. I'm advocating for the ATDC company. So on the flip side of developing the corporate relationship, I'm also developing relationships with all 180 ATDC companies. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting down, getting their wish list of uh, companies they want to get into. And so in their head, they're with. like, um, like we had a, a company in here earlier who ha got in at Walmart. Mm -hmm. So then if you know that, maybe you're moving Walmart higher up on your list of Right, exactly. So I'll I'll have a an ATDC come in. They'll give me a top ten list, like a dream of, list, a dream list of what they who they want to get into. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I've already have a relationship, and we're able. It to just may not be in, in the exact right spot, and maybe you can maneuver within there to get to the right person. And a lot of times, that opens discussion for let's say it's a Walmart for another deep dive to really talk about that specific area mm -hmm. of uh, because. Large companies, there's so many different pieces when it comes to uh, customer engagement side or even on the back end, supply chain, uh, manufacturing, that whole side. So it depends on what, what area we're talking about. Now, are you finding that enterprise-level companies, is this now table stakes? They all have to be kind of playing in the startup world also and have a portion of their business open to relationships with these startups that may or may not bear fruit, but they just have to be kind of touching that area so that in case something does happen, they don't miss out? There's there's a big trend of corporate innovation where every company wants to play well, they talk about in some it role <laughs> in corporate innovation. <laughs> right. And uh, so they'll prop up an innovation center. They'll have a specific uh, individual that is, uh, I would say, a global head of innovation. Right. Not really. Sometimes I'm, I'm seeing there's not a lot of innovation happening. Right. They talk about it, but there's a well. It's really good for the board to hear that we we got this. Right, we checked that right, box. We, we've covered that. <laughs> so one of the things I try to do is really accelerate that. I I come from enterprise sales mm -hmm. and really understand the process. So I try to to get in with these innovation leaders from these enterprises and build the roadmap on how to develop the relationship, and then build the expectation with our ATDC company on what to expect going into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because to light a pilot could be anywhere from two weeks to 90, or excuse me, nine months mm -hmm. to actually get a uh, pilot lit. Right, because these uh, startups are, their um, speed at making decisions are much faster, I would right. imagine. And these enterprise, the speed is much slower. There's more bureaucracy, I gotta, there's politics, there's all kinds of things that this startup is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's not that simple. Right. right? Yeah, it's not that simple. You got legal, you got all these different variables right. you got to get that, through. That's not even on the radar of right. the startup, right? They, they don't understand the complexity. 
right. that they're dealing right. with. And then I, I've also seen, you know, with the enterprise side, the small to medium-sized business. So let's say a company that does $500 million in revenue and under, there's tremendous opportunity for innovation, mm-hmm. and they move fast. Right. They're, they're even more aggressive. They understand the need. They're trying to get uh, you to know, the next level. To the next level. And they know it's going to take a shot in the arm like this. Yes. But they need to get a win or in this area can really catapult them. Right. Correct. So, you know, focus, that's a, that's a new focus this year is the small to medium-sized business. We've had uh, a lot of ex- success with that. And, uh, you know, our numbers looking at the, the total this year, we're about 75 Industry Connect sessions. And that's with uh, different Fortune 100 uh, Fortune 500. That's 75 different companies? Or? Yeah. Well, 75 or different could, companies. Oh, that, so it's not just 25 three times, right? Right. That's yeah, that's it, 75. <laughs> wow. So uh, that's you, you've you been busy. Yeah, that's <laughs> roughly about two a week. <laughs> right. That we're, uh, so you're we're kind of constantly meeting these companies. Are you going to them? Are you flying out to their headquarters? Are they A lot of them have headquarters here? A lot How? of them have headquarters here, but a lot of them come through and tour ATDC. And then a lot of them, we, I just do uh, calls. You're just on and LinkedIn. We, we uh, develop fun. the relationship that way. Right. The old, then, old school, right? Yeah, yeah. So LinkedIn, uh-huh, a valuable uh-huh. tool right. to use in this because it's easy to, to really drill down to find the, the groups that you need to speak with within right. a company. Now, can you share any stories about matches that have been made and uh, deals that have been done? Yeah, we've uh, you know, been able to develop relationships with a few consulting groups. And what's interesting with the consulting is they actually are working with these Fortune 100 companies and actually have uh, existing projects they're working on. Mm-hmm. So the, the, one of the, the, the best one I've had, it was this year, was we had 12 companies present to a specific uh, consulting group, and they were working with a large $20 billion market cap uh, supply company that builds materials, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor materials. And we were able to, through that, be plugged in to directly into a project, which turned out to be about a, a $1.5 million a year project. So it started as a pilot and then it turned into an actual project? Correct. And it was accelerated very, very fast. And that's textbook of how you'd like this to be, right? That is textbook. That was, that was a great one. It took some thinking on how the logistics would be but after seeing that these are the groups that i'm actually going after but these are active projects it made sense and it worked so from there i've gone after boston consulting so now accenture and in other larger consulting groups to do that same type of thing and then are they open to it are you getting traction that i'm getting traction uh a lot of them are have projects and then they go to incubators and accelerators to find technologies they can put into the project right. and so, integrate themselves. So you're a matchmaker and they're a matchmaker. It's two matchmakers kind yeah. of connecting, yeah, exactly. right? And then it's just now there are synergies that you can't even anticipate, right? Right, right. So there's that's that's one specific area. Uh, government is another interesting and that's area. That's another animal altogether, right? Yeah, that I've never really worked with before, but we've had the Air Force in a number of times, which has uh, been successful, where they're aggressive, wanting to uh, really light innovation within their structure, mm-hmm. and then push it out. 
So we've had them in. We're uh, talking to them currently on for two pilots on two different technology companies. And um, we're also going to the Pentagon on in December to meet with the CTO of the Air Force wow. to continue discussion on how to uh, bring innovation and open up the 180 companies here at ATDC to the Air Force. Now, can you share a little bit about maybe a thumbnail sketch of your pitch when you're selling ATDC to these organizations? A lot of times, I'll bring them in and give them a tour of so the ATDC So you'll bring them here today, so that helps when they kind of That helps see for them to see And the walk the halls and see, bam, this is a company that might help me here. This is a, just... Exactly. It's like exactly. A, a buffet. So <laughs> it is. It is. And they see synergy and they see all the, the buzz that's going on right. here. As we're walking through, then I give a brief background on ATDC mm-hmm. and what oh, we're about and how our program And the history work. of how many the companies history, that have come through the doors here. Our relationship with Georgia Tech, which right. is a, a critical piece because that really opens the door even more to uh, selling in ATDC right. and, and the, the resources program. Right, and the, it's bigger, like you're seeing here, you know, a floor or two, but you get also across the uh, yeah across highway. the bridge. You get, <laughs> you, get uh, a, you know all of those resources right. as well. Right, that's so coming along for the ride. That's another interesting piece that I use in my pitch, and then I talk about the statistics of the Industry Connect program and what we've done this year. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, that the seventy five right. uh, Industry Connect sessions we've lit sixteen pilots, uh, valued at roughly a little over. Uh, $2.5 million. So that opens them up to say, wow, what, uh, what, because a pilot doesn't have with? to be a million dollars. Pilots right. could be fifty, hundred, two hundred, fifty thousand dollars 250000 that for the startup, that's a big deal. Yeah. Our, our pilots range from anywhere from 35,000 to 150,000. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have to bite off this big number. This is something for an enterprise that's pretty manageable risk. Right, right. And it uh, that that's an easy sell. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that So what's the hard part? Like, really the hard part is the logistics. Really? <laughs> yes, it's uh, trying to get the, the scheduling for the right decision makers from the enterprise and then get the scheduling for the ATDC company. Mm-hmm. Because each session will have anywhere from three to five ATDC companies. So that could be uh, you know, one or two executives from each company and then trying to get their schedules and work in time slots and do all that. That's the first piece. Then the second piece, once we've already had the Industry Connect session, is to follow up, make sure the ATDC company continues to follow up to get the second meeting but then me following up with the enterprise to get feedback, see what they, uh, how they, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah, right. how they, how they thought it went, what next steps will be, and then continue the relationship for us to do another industry connect right. in the future, and uh, and then do another deep dive to get into some other areas of areas of focus. Because you're you're watching both sides back, right? Because you have to have the enterprise happy. Because whether this one deal or not, pilot happens or not, you want them to come back next year and the year after and year after, right? You want to build right. a relationship so it kind of stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. And you want this individual company to be successful and do a good job so you show that our people do good work. Exactly. So you got to kind of manage this thing there, through there, the whole way yeah, through, there's, right? There's a, there's a process to it to manage the expectations. And 
I want them to come back. So the rich experience I mentioned earlier for the enterprise, part of that rich experience is them wanting to come back right. and wanting to experience this again or bring other executives in that didn't attend the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, and then another great opportunity is when you'll have a, a Sam's Club or even a King's Hawaiian uh, call and say, hey, we're looking for this specific technology. And then we're able to do a one-on-one industry connect where we just connect the ATDC company immediately. And so, then during that meeting, are you present or is it just them two? You're kind of handing it off and you're at a distance, but you're checking in. Like During that one-on-one, yes, I'm present also mm-hmm. to help push the conversation. But then beyond that, I, I step out. Uh-huh. I'd like to be associated, but there's just so many. Right, you uh, just can't. I can't bandwidth-wise. But you, but you are kind of periodically checking to make sure it's on track. Yes, yes. And I, I have an open-door policy. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, companies all day long that but are ATDC companies. But both sides are contacting you and saying, hey, you know what, do you have another one? And then, Or the startup might be saying, hey, they haven't called me back in a week. Can you check in? Yes, yes. So we have a lot of that, and then what I'll do is go around the back end and try to Make re-engage. sure everything's okay and just keep it going. Exactly. Try to re-engage, get the conversation moving in a, a positive direction again, mm-hmm. and then hopefully we can uh, push it over the edge and get the, the pilot lit. I have seen it where we've uh, gotten to that stage and we're not able to, uh, to move it because right. the enterprise moved in a different direction. Right, uh, because there's forces in play here that – you couldn't anticipate or things change or whatever. Correct. Right? Correct. So now uh, for you, what's the most rewarding part of this? I love doing deals and I love, uh, you know, moving around, doing something different every day. Right. So, you know, we could go from an IOT company to an AI company and then from, you know, from, from a, breakfast to lunch. Right. Exactly. And working from, you know, a bread company like a King's mm-hmm. Hawaiian to uh Right, so and, well. and you're not going well. Kings Hawaiian, that's an obvious technology company, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, with, with those types of companies, it I if they're the companies are here and they're based here in Atlanta, and not everybody knows Kings Hawaiian has a presence here. Yes, yeah, they have a you know a big presence in Swanee, and I'll go to their facility and do the deep dive there so I can scope get it some out. Rolls. That's get, some, get some rolls fresh <laughs> off the uh, off the burners, but really experience the environment right. on what they have. What's it smell like there? And then, oh, it it's great. It's great. <laughs> I, I had one too many uh, right, I imagine. roles there. But it that from, from that experience with Kings Hawaiian, I was able to walk through and really find other things that they needed right. that we had that didn't come up, up in our conversation. And that's the beauty of, the, of Georgia, I think, the diversity of our economy and the different things that we do. There's a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. uh, for ATDC to plug into a lot of different companies, and there's a lot of opportunity for these startups to really partner with a lot of large companies that are, are have a presence here. And you know, one of the other things is with Georgia Tech. There's so many different pieces of Georgia Tech. I've been able to develop some framework with different groups within Georgia Tech that are working like the corporate development side mm-hmm. for Georgia Tech. So I work with them to bring companies in where, uh, you know, Greg King is a great example where we work very closely. Well, he'll, he'll have a, a company that he's given a tour of the, of campus and then we'll bring him through ATDC and hand him off to me for me to give the pitch on, right. on ATDC. 
So from an economic development standpoint yes. as well? Yes. So bringing new co companies into Georgia. Bringing new companies into Georgia tour. to look at a potentially setup of a uh, headquarters mm -hmm. or an innovation center, you know, all the above. So now are you seeing that this is a, a real trend that innovation centers and, and enterprise level kind of incubators and accelerators are all this is happening more and more. Yes, no, I, I Seems think like there's, we're at a golden age of this. Uh. We are at a golden age. There's a big, big trend of, of that. You know, everyone has a, a corporate fund. They have mm -hmm. a, a corporate innovation center. You know, I think next steps from this is really what's the ROI that's coming from these innovation centers, right. and you know, I, I'm not sure how profitable or, and how these innovation centers actually work with these corporations. And um, so I don't know if things may change in the, the coming future with uh, that model, but I think innovation as a whole is always needed. Companies are always changing. The landscape's always changing, you know, from retail tech to uh, healthcare. So there's always a need. I think there may be, uh, you know, other opportunities to plug in innovation in different ways besides having an innovation center. Right, and that's where ATDC really can shine. Yes, yes. So we are, are in discussions and strategy, uh, you know, whiteboard sessions, to really figure out that. You know, what's it going to look like in five years? Right. And try to stay ahead of the game. Because a lot of these larger companies, look, they, they don't have to be geniuses to know that disruption is everywhere, and just because you're on the top of the heap today, in 10 years, it, it could be a different world. Yes, yeah. And, you know, one of the... The, the most interesting examples of that is I was talking to a, a large uh, shipping company and they brought up Amazon. And everybody's talking about Amazon. Sure. And really Amazon, some of the information they have, they have that piece where you're going to buy something. They actually know that you're going to buy it before you actually buy it. Mm -hmm. And in some cases they actually ship the product before you buy it because their pro predictive analytics mm -hmm know that you're going to buy it right so that little piece of information they want to know and that's it's their companies are having a hard time getting in and really understanding that the behavior of a customer and so that piece is a piece of innovation there's uh, all kinds of things at work in the background that is harnessing that power for amazon so it's keeping out some of these larger companies that have been there for a hundred plus years. Right. And uh, so that's a great example of innovation. If you get behind, no matter how big you are, it could be very difficult to catch up, catch up and get back get ahead. what you've lost. Now, is that, how do you find these enterprise? On one hand, they say the word innovation and they preach that. But on the other hand, there's so much inertia of status quo and defend my t turf. Mm -hmm. And you almost have to be like, I got to, we have to be think. somebody in the team has to be thinking of, what if we blew up our turf and used our resources to go somewhere else? I mean, like you take a Netflix where that company changed as different companies. You know, at one point they're selling, you know, shipping DVDs and then they're like, no, now we stream and now they're creating original content. I mean, these are totally different <laughs> companies. Right. And right. you to be willing to, you know, burn the ships behind you and go a different way. 
But it takes a lot of guts to be <laughs> right, able to so pivot. Are you into, finding enterprise somebody on the team saying, "Hey, we got to be willing to do some of these things"? Yes. No. I I, I do. I've spoken with innovation leaders within mm-hmm. some of these larger companies that are trying to make drastic pivots, but the the hierarchy of a a large enterprise right. a lot of times doesn't allow that to right. happen. So it's a it's an internal fight. So you're seeing and, that play out? Oh yeah, you see it play out, and in things decisions aren't really made until they have to be made. And sometimes that's too really late, apparent. right? Yes, it is. You know, you mentioned Blockbuster. That was a... Uh, right, or Kodak. Like, who would have bet? If you said Kodak and Fuji at one point, who would have picked Fuji? Right. <laughs> but right. they're the All last right. man standing, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love the, the Netflix uh, uh, Blockbuster example. Because right. that is, uh, you know, you see the, the drastic increase in internet usage and streaming. And today, that's a natural... Uh, well, that's thing. an obvious you know, choice why, now, why but at that time it wasn't. Right. And they were looking ahead at the trends and where it could go, and they made the bet and, and won. But then they won again with the original programming. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, Content's king. <laughs> right, but that's, I mean, to have the guts to do that twice in one CEO's lifespan. It's pretty amazing. It really is. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's an outlier, but companies, if they're not, doing the disrupting, they're going to be disrupted a lot of times. Right. It is. And we're seeing that in, in a retail tech. We have a, a retail tech vertical here, mm-hmm. uh, fintech, and then also healthcare. Right. And we're actually working hard to uh, to bring in a supply chain vertical as well. Are, are you? And, um, and when you look at the Georgia landscape, I'm always proud of the diversity of our economy. Is that, do you use that to your benefit as well? I do. I do. There's just such opportunity when it comes to the the cost of living, uh, employee-based talent, schools like Georgia Tech, and it, all the resources here. When you compare that to other other areas, there's a lot of win-win here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And is that an easier sell to some of these enterprise companies? I mean, most of them have a presence here in some level, I would imagine. It, it is, and, and it also helps when you can show the vast number of uh, enterprises that are already headquartered here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's sort of our hidden gem. We have groups coming in from all across the, the world that are surprised. Everybody knows Coke is here. Right. But there's so many other companies that they had no idea that that they had a presence here. Now, we were, um, we got to broadcast when the um, FinTech South was at the stadium, and it was a FinTech conference, Mm -hmm. and we got to interview a lot of global organizations that came to that. And I would ask them, hey, when you were in your company and you were going, oh, we're going to a big FinTech conference in America, and you told them it was in Atlanta, did they kind of understand that? And they were like, no, they all thought I was going to New York or California. And it, it, are you having a hard time kind of selling globally? Do, are, do people kind of understanding that Atlanta is a player in a lot of these um, verticals? They, they are understanding after we show them. Right. And because it's not uh, front of mind. It's not the obvious choice. Right. right. And a lot of them are surprised when they see what's here. And right. they see ATDC and they see some of the other organizations that mm-hmm. are that are here. That's but what's really neat about that is seeing 
how they react when they learn that. Right. And they see what's here and the, the resources and the talent and the innovation. I had a group of, of about 20 uh, venture capitalists from the West Coast come in a few weeks ago. And they, one of the first things one of them said was, innovation in Atlanta, never thought it, it, it existed. I want to learn more. And we continued to open up on everything that's going on all the companies that are here, all the innovations, all the pilots, and we've been able to develop a really neat relationship with this group because this is a market they never even knew existed really. Now, now are you finding the same thing globally? Do you have efforts, initiatives globally going out? Yeah, you know, my previous life, I did a lot of international business, so I've been bringing in groups from different areas. Uh, this year, we've had uh, several Brazilian companies come through, uh, some groups in France and Israel, and they are all aware, just because of Georgia Tech, right. what's here and the opportunities. So used to, when I would travel internationally, I was always based here in Atlanta. Uh, they only knew Atlanta because of Coke right. and the Olympics. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing that landscape change just as we're becoming more vocal and there's a lot more opportunities and we're making it known now, in the press in different areas. Right. And um, and we have to just do a better job of just socializing the good work we're doing. It, you know, it's it, it's getting old being the best kept secret. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, with the, the whole Amazon headquarters right. thing that brought Atlanta some attention the forefront right. a little bit just because of. And I think the film industry is helping, too. Yes. Um, I mean, that was a, a now a billion dollar industry or multi-billion dollar industry out of thin air, you know, 10 years ago or so. And yeah. that helps at least get our name out that that some amazing things are happening here. Yeah, no, that's uh, that always also helps to uh, everybody's inter interest in entertainment. So that helps to. Uh, so now, what are your what do you need more of? How can we help? You know, I need more uh, more enterprises, more companies. I want to make. I want other groups in other states and other parts of the world to know about ATDC and what's what we have here. And, and you're doing some road shows? Or are you going out? And we got we got several road shows that our Investor Connect does, and uh, usually in Boston and New York, and then the West Coast. And then um, I haven't done any events myself on the Industry Connect side, but uh, is that on the roadmap for you? That in 2019, we're looking at doing a few events just to create some uh, continued awareness mm -hmm. to innovation in uh, enterprise and what's going on here to, to attract them. Right. And then so you're and we're doing this uh, ATDC radio where we're trying to get the word out about the good work that some of the members and, and companies here are doing. And then to spotlight some of just to make them aware that this even exists. Right. I mean, that's part of the challenge. Yes, that, that is, you know, with with getting the you know, this day and time with publications and uh social media and just all those different outlets, uh, we have a lot of tools to be able to get out there and be able right. to, to create the awareness. It's just creating a game plan right. to do that. And then because I've seen it firsthand, once people and groups are aware of ATDC, 
there's a genuine interest. Right, exactly. It's just that um, they got to connect the dots, and that's part of your role is getting out there, meeting the people, and allowing them to see all the resources that are available to them and connect the dots to help them make the connections. It's going to help them in the long run grow their company. Correct, correct. So now, um, again, what can we do to help? Are we? Do you want us to be interviewing more of the people that you've connected or maybe get some opportunities where we interview the enterprise and the yeah, startup well, so we can do show them what a 360, what this thing looks like? I think what would be great would be to do that, to bring in an enterprise and bring in uh, one of the pilots we lit and sort of walk through the process on how that right, so occurred and why – the enterprise, how they both benefited, right, and how they benefited from it. And then maybe we can Stone. What do you think of this? That maybe we go to one of your road shows and and we get to talk to some of the enterprise when you're or the VC firms or whatever you're going out there uh, talking to, and then we could be telling your story. No, no, I think that's uh, I like that. I like that idea. I agree. I think that has some real legs. I think we ought to put some thought into that. So now, if um, an enterprise wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You can get my email, which is uh, Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T dot Gillum, G-I-L-L-I-A-M, at A-T-D-C dot org. And then right now there isn't presence on the website to find about out about this, but you're working on that. Working on that. You can also go to LinkedIn and reach out to me there as well. And then so on LinkedIn under your name, uh, Corbett Gillum. You'll be able to find you and then make the connection, and then Correct. you start just exploring ways to work together. Correct. And then there, to talk to you, there's no, there's not a consultancy charge or anything. No, this is, no. You just want to have conversations with as many people as possible in yes. the enterprise. Yeah, right? just want to develop relationships and continue that. We right. are, we're Georgia. We're a Georgia initiative. Mm-hmm. We're funded by the state of Georgia. So we don't have any equity or it doesn't cost anything for these right. services. And you're just making them aware that there's a bunch of resources here that can help you just take advantage of it. Yes. Yep. Good stuff. Well, Corbett, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's important work uh, for the startups, for Georgia, and for these companies. It can really help them um, not be disrupted yeah. if they open their mind to it a little bit. I'm looking forward to speaking with anyone that reaches out. Thank you for having me. All right, this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on ATDC Radio.